2: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Thank you for listening to the Late Breaking F1 podcast. Make sure to look out for new episodes every Thursday and Grand Prix Sundays. Hello and a very warm welcome to the Late Breaking F1 podcast. Building up to the Bahrain Grand Prix. First of two races at the circuit and the first of a triple header that rounds out this crazy season. Championship might be wrapped up, but still plenty to be decided between now and that final lap in Abu Dhabi. Welcome along. My name's Ben Hocking. Flanked as ever by Harry Eid and Sam Sage. We've finally made it to Bahrain, albeit about eight months later than we thought we were going to be
2: there.
0: That's nice, isn't it? I like Bahrain. I'm quite looking forward to a double header, especially with the Oval Notting Oval.
2: Yeah, I do you know what this week I am obviously excited for F1 this weekend, but it's just a means to an end to get to the complete carnage fest that I am expecting next weekend on the not oval oval. The the oval with, with breaking zones and left and right handers. So I need to stop yeah. calling an oval. Let's be it's real. It's definitely
0: what an oval is. That's how I drew them when I was in primary school.
1: That <laughs> practice well. were not my friends. <laughs> clearly not if that if the Bahrain outer loop looks anything like an oval good god I've got no idea where even that name came from but that's next week we've got the usual circuit that we see this week coming up and have we got a show for you we've got jam-packed full of juicy topics so Sir Lewis Hamilton does that have a nice ring to it we'll be discussing whether the now seven-time champion should be knighted Sebastian Vettel Um, He had his best race of the season last time out in Turkey, his first podium. Uh, But have his performances cost the team this year? Our thoughts on that later on. And we debut a new segment, Pump the Brakes. Uh, We'll leave it in intrigue for the time being as to what that could be. Uh, But we will get to that later on. But first of all, let's look towards the Bahrain Grand Prix. Both championships sewn up now, of course. Sam, do you think there's a chance that Hamilton lets up and Bottas gets something of an opportunity here?
0: Well, I was speaking to Lewis the other day, just when I was down the corner shop, masks on, of course. You know, we were just buying a a Snickers and a a pack of juice. And um, he did say to me, I might do last to first challenge last two races. And I said, you know what, Lewis? That would be bloody great. That'd be really cool if you could do that. And, And then he went, ha! Gagny, I'm going to do everything I can to win every race. I, we've seen Lewis Hamilton lift off before, haven't we? And some would arguably say that's what cost him the title when going up against Nico Rosberg. Rosberg turned everything up after Lewis Hamilton won that championship. And Rosberg won the rest of the, the races for the season and then carried that form into the new year. And then obviously went on to win the, the championship. I, I think Hamilton will be aware of that. Hamilton will be conscious of that um, the last time he fell foul to a teammate, he let up at the end of the season. Now, do I think that Bottas has the same calibre as Rosberg in the ability to turn it up to that level? No. I also think Rosberg was closer in ability to Hamilton than what Bottas is on a Sunday. Um, But I do reckon he'll be a little loosey-goosey. I think he'll be calmer. I think he'll be willing to play a little bit rough and tumble and maybe we might see something a bit fun from Lewis. That, or he's going to absolutely dominate the entire grid and he'll drive past Charles Leclerc and Seb Vettel on the varring outer loop in two weeks and just wave at them for the 86th time as he laps them again, being like, ha, 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 see you later, folks. So it could go one of two ways. I think Lewis is going to have a bit of fun with it. I hope he does anyway. I think he's, he's chilling out.
1: What do you reckon, Harry, do you think that Bottas, or indeed Verstappen, or someone else maybe, might have an opportunity with Hamilton already having secured the championship?
2: Um, look, everything, even Hamilton off the gas, if we're going to say that's what he's doing, which, you know, I don't know whether he will or not. Um, even him off the gas, he's still quite quick, isn't he? So, uh, look, I'm not going to rule Bottas out. I'm not going to rule Verstappen out, but, um, yeah, he he's just on, he's just on mighty form at the moment. Um, I I don't know how you know the the only the only factor that might potentially play in is the heat in Bahrain because even in November it's still pretty hot in Bahrain. I don't know if anyone's noticed. Um, if we do have dry race that is. we'll get onto that. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe the heat will affect the Mercedes we saw when it was hot in you know the British summer uh Verstappen had a chance so maybe there's some some opportunity there but you know other than that I don't see uh I don't see why Hamilton wouldn't be favorite going into this weekend again yeah I
1: mean the form is definitely on his side he's going for a fifth straight victory which I believe he's only achieved once in his career so far so he is definitely on a good run of form at the moment um Yeah, so we we do know, and you rightly brought this up, Sam, that the last time he had three races to go in a season where he's already sewn up the championship, it didn't go very well for him. So in, in total, in his Mercedes years, he's had... Uh, he's had nine races where he has already won the championship. So he had three races at the end of 2015, and he's had two races at the end of 2017, 2018, and 2019. And if you to look at the 2015 specifically, Rosberg did win every single one of those three Grand Prix. And of course, he did then go on to win the championship next season. So I think Hamilton will be aware that he could get on some sort of run. And bear in mind that in that 2015 season, and I would agree with the point that Rosberg is a better driver than Valtteri Bottas, but Nico Rosberg, he he lost the championship and there were still three rounds to go. It's exactly the same situation as we find ourselves in now. You could argue that there were more races in that year, but it is still the same situation. So I wouldn't necessarily... Rule out that Bottas could get on a good run at the end of this year and carry that momentum forward into 2021. Having said that, I think Lewis Hamilton has actually learned his lesson from when that happened the first time. Uh, If you were to take those out of it, because uh, yeah, just take those out of it where he didn't win. The last two years, 2018 and 2019, he's had two races in each year after he's won the championship. And he has won three of those four races. The only time he didn't, of course, was last year at Brazil in what was a pretty crazy race. Uh, But outside of that one, Abu Dhabi last year and Abu Dhabi in 2018, plus Brazil in 2018, he won all three of those races. So it seems to be something that he has become aware of and and turned around, really. Um, So I think he will still be on it. Um, We know that... uh, we know Hamilton's motivation is to win every race uh, rather than just championships. And and to add to that as well, Bottas, not a particularly great record at Bahrain. He obviously has nine wins to his name. None of them have come at Bahrain. Uh, he's got a few podiums, but uh, hasn't taken any victories. I think he was fairly unlucky in one of those years. But for the life of me, I can't remember which year that was. Um, Do you remember
0: that time where he absolutely punted Lewis Hamilton off the track into turn one? When did he do that? He was in the Williams. It was the year, I think, before he joined Mercedes, maybe the year before that. He absolutely punted Hamilton straight into turn one.
2: I-, I vote let's do that this weekend.
0: All right, love that. We'll have a recreation of Spain where Rosberg and Hamilton took each other out, but Bahrain. It rhymes, you see. It's like Spain without the S and P, but with bar on the front of it. It's spelling
2: wow. lessons with Sam
0: Sage. Do not I mean, educate your children via things I say. I,
1: if anyone is even considering that, they should not be having children. Good
0: God. <laughs> For the sake of humanity, do Breathe. not educate them via anything that I ever say.
1: Anything but that. Anything. <laughs> Harry, you brought up that Rain might make an appearance, So, which seems crazy, but it's 2020, so it fits right in. How do you think that might affect? Because we've got heat, we've got extreme heat, we've got rain. How might the conditions throw throw things out of the mix?
2: Well, I mean, I don't expect turkey turkey uh, slipperiness again, but they uh, it has rained in a test there before. But I, I read that they because it rained uh, because it was in the desert, they didn't bring any wet tires, so yeah. I don't think they've got any. Any wet weather knowledge of Bahrain, which, you know, that could be that could be interesting. Um Yeah, and and it and it could still be hot despite the rain. Yeah, I mean it's just the most twenty twenty thing that Bahrain is gonna have some rain when we're racing there. Absolute madness. It's in a goddamn desert. Like come on. God, what are you doing to us? Anyway, uh yeah, yeah, I could definitely help make things spicier. It would be even spicier if it was next weekend at the at the fast version of Bahrain, but I'll t- I'll take it this weekend. It could still generate a, a, a spicy little race.
1: What do you reckon, Sam? Do you think it could spice things up?
0: I mean, you're asking me if it when it rains in the desert, if it might spice things up. Won't that literally be like that that would be the cherry on top of the most bizarre, strange, unfortunate but crazy year we have possibly ever all lived through. That um It's going to rain in the middle of what is considered a desert. I don't think anyone will have a clue what to do. I think drivers will be all over the place, and it'll be another weekend where no data will help you, which I want more of. I don't think they should be allowed to bring data to tracks anymore because of how exciting it is every time. I am all for them, chucking some buckets of water on the track if it keeps it spicy until the end
1: yeah i considering the temperatures that we're expecting and they look like they're going to be 30 degrees possibly on race day um it's probably going to have to rain quite a lot for it to make much of an impact we saw at turkey even if it was a dry race there the the conditions of the circuit meant that, oh sorry the, the the resurfacing of that circuit made grip very very difficult i imagine Considering those temperatures, that it will have to rain a considerable amount to make much of an impact. But we could have a situation where we have dry tires that are necessary, but just a little bit of a greasy, greasy surface to to, to throw things a little out of the ordinary. I, at this point, you know, Mercedes, when everything goes right, when there's no, no conditions that are wildly different from to be expected, Mercedes are going to cruise to to one twos and, and one threes, but. Yeah, when something else comes in the mix, that that's the only real opportunity these teams are going to get. So who knows? Maybe something we we had. A, do you remember? I think it was 2018 in Abu Dhabi. We had a threat of rain there. Um, did it actually end up
0: raining for that for that Grand Prix?
2: Or no, probably not because it's Abu Dhabi and nothing exciting has ever happened to that racetrack.
0: You, you imagine that my brain actually extends back that far? I am clueless beyond what happened last week. this is true
2: Um, I I remember there was
0: at
1: least a threat of rain a couple of years ago at Abu Dhabi I I can't remember if it materialised or not definitely not to to get on any wet tyres but yeah, um, why not Bahrain, go on, at this point why not yeah, exactly so with that in mind (laughs) I presume everyone's going to predict Lance Stroll for pole position considering he's the form man and there is a chance of rain but we'll go through the formalities
0: anyway, Sam Pole, one, two, three. Well, I'd like to be spicy, as always, you know. But Mercedes do rather well in Bahrain. As to be fair, have Ferrari. But Ferrari aren't really on it at the moment. So it's hard to look away from the rung of form that Mercedes have here. So I'm going to say that Pole is going to be Lewis Hamilton. The wing is going to be Lewis Hamilton. Second is going to be Valtteri Bottas. And third place, will be Max Verstappen. It's going to be a really joyous Jeez. race for us all to watch. Yeah, I know. Fun. Well, Sam. Sorry.
1: Calm down. Well, I'm really interested about this one because, Harry, are you going to go for another Perez podium after the prediction finally came true? Um, You've yeah.
2: done it now. Why, why not? I might dig it. Uh, so for Paul, I'm going to have faith in in Walter. Uh, I'm loyal to the last. Oh, Okay, i not the last, but I'm loyal. Uh, Bottas is going to strike back and get pole position, uh, but he won't win the race because um, <laughs> Hamilton will win the race. So Perez, Perez is going to be second this time. Oh, he what? was last time. He was second, second again. last
0: time, you mentalist.
2: Yeah, he's going to be second again. And then in third place is going to be Charles Leclerc. Oh, I prefer your race, Harry.
0: Yeah, Harry yours is. Where do, what happens
2: to Bottas? He forgets to wake up in the morning. There's a lantern that go off. Oh, I hate when and that happens. Nico Hoganway has to jump in, but he he doesn't know how to start the 2020 Mercedes. He knows to start. knows how to start 2020
0: <laughs> Mercedes. So it's the one thing they couldn't copy over.
2: Yeah, yeah. So he uh, he falls back into like fourth, missing a podium again. <laughs>
1: that, that's the most Nico Hulkenberg thing I've ever heard. Manages to find his way into a Mercedes drive and still doesn't get a podium. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I like your race a lot. Um, I am not going for something as bold as that. I'm going to say that Valtteri Bottas is going to get pole position because, ladies and gentlemen, he has a plan. He has a plan to win the 2020 championship and it starts with a pole position at Bahrain. Not sure how that's going to affect the points where it's already too much for him to to win the championship this year, but he's got a plan, so I believe him. But in the race, he's not going to win. Lewis Hamilton's going to win. Valtteri Bottas is going to finish P2 and I fancy the Renaults. I'm going to go Daniel Ricciardo in P3. Oh, you
0: fancy podium. the Renos. Another podium, we love it.
1: Danny do you,
2: Rick. Ben, do you love them? Do you I love mean, the Renaults?
1: Of course I do. I'm a sucker <laughs> oh, for you. <yellow>. Oh, Renault
2: friend! <laughs>
1: uh... So, bold predictions. Incoming. Sam, what have you
0: got? Uh, I think it will rain. And because of that, I think that one of the Haas cars will score points
1: interesting interesting not something that's happened very often this year um twice to be exact but very bold harry what have you got
2: this is it george this is your time
1: oh it's not it's time
0: russell. oh you've ruined you've
2: it you've done it George Russell's gonna get points right um, well, that... at least a point
1: let's confirm that yeah. then no points for george russell this weekend um <laughs> sorry george there's always next I mean, it time. if
2: he doesn't get points, it doesn't make any difference to his life, but he does get points. You know, it's a good day. It's a good day.
1: He's still honing in on that Luca Badoa record anyway, so I don't think he wants
0: points. Not until he's broken that record.
2: <laughs> he wants Luca Badoa's record, yeah.
0: Because <laughs> that way, when he becomes a nine-time world champion, he'll hold every record. Exactly. Yeah. Suck on that, Lewis.
1: Yeah, Lewis, what are you going to do about that?
2: Anyway... <laughs>
1: I can compare Luca
2: Bidara and Lewis? God damn it.
1: Yeah, it's a real insult to Luca, isn't it? <laughs> bold, bold prediction from me is also revolving around Williams. Nicholas Latifi is going to make Q2 and he won't be 14th. Uh, sorry, he won't be 15th. So he'll make Q2, but he won't be last in Q2, if that makes sense. We so,
2: out-qualify George.
1: Go on then, yeah.
2: Oh, my oh,
1: Lord.
0: George has got the worst race of his entire life. <laughs> why not? Why not? It's Sorry, going to happen George. at some point. Well, it doesn't have to happen, but...
1: Yeah, why not? It
2: is happening. It's
1: happening. Championships it's bold, over, bold predictions can just go as bold as they want now. Let's move on uh, to our next topic, which is discussing Lewis Hamilton. Uh, and the possibility that a knighthood could be in his near future. So this topic has been on and off for a few years now, but having made having matched the record for championships won and beaten the record for race wins, the call for Sir Lewis Hamilton has arguably never been louder. So Sam, would you be up for this? Do you think that this is a uh, something he deserves?
0: So I 100% believe he deserves it. I mean, I'm, I'm not a massive fan of um, giving these accreditations to sports people while they are still active in their sport, but he rightfully deserves it. He rightfully deserves to have a title put upon him. He is arguably Britain's greatest sports person of all time now in terms of how well they perform in their own sporting achievements. Um, he is in terms of records, the ultimate top of the table for formula one and motorsport now. Um, you know, he was will go down in history and it is Britain's highest accolade out of wartime, essentially to be knighted. Um, so yeah, if anyone deserves it in the sporting world at the moment, 100% Lewis Hamilton deserves it because he's not just doing things within sport. And that's why you get, what's it an MBE? I think when you show great service to your sport. um, He's taken the next step. He is incredibly charitable these days. You know, he goes out and he tries to preserve the planet. He's a, he's a vegan. The guy's looking after the environment as much as he can. He's trying to be inside this sport that is incredibly disadvantageous. Is that a word? Yes. Dis- yeah. Yeah. We'll go with it folks. Yeah, yeah. probably. Um, that to the environment. And he's trying to change that. And there's no point trying to change that if you leave. So he makes the most impact on this sport whilst being in this sport and winning in this sport. And he can change how the sport goes in the future. He's also very much involved with you know, end racism, equality. Uh, and not just for people of, of colour or BAME or with a, a minority background. It's, it's you know, it's women. He's there for to support them in their sport. He's trying to grow that, hence the, the uh, Extreme E. You have a female driver and he's claimed multiple times that the garage will be as much female as it will be male, which is fantastic. He's doing a great job when it comes to religious benefits. You know, he's always trying to include people of all backgrounds in everything that he does. The guy is going above and beyond. Just like Marcus Rashford has done with football, He's stepped outside of his normal lines and he's doing something admirable, different, and spectacular. And I think there's no reason to not be proud of how Lewis Hamilton is acting. I think, for me, that's what earns you a knighthood. And for those people that are starting a petition, I saw that 92 of you had signed it, claiming that Lewis Hamilton shouldn't get a knighthood because he bullies other people to stop being racist. That is the most ridiculous argument of anything I've ever heard even more funny is, less of you signed that than race wings that Lewis Hamilton has. That's so embarrassing. That is so, you're sad, sad little people. So Lewis Hamilton 100% deserves it, and I hope he laughs at you as he walks out of Buckingham Palace, because that's what you deserve. (laughs) Bullying people (laughs) for being racist. That
1: is fantastic. Bullying people for being racist. Anyway, Harry, what do you think about this one?
2: Yeah, uh, I'm kind of very uh, non-plus on um, the old the old award system, the honor system. Um, but having said that, why why shouldn't Hamilton? You know, why doesn't he deserve one? He absolutely does. And you know, as Sam said he's he's the you know the most successful British sports person we've we've ever had, and. And he's he's doing a lot for he's done a lot for charities he's doing a lot for you know the sport in terms of diversity in terms of of um, climate change as well um, yeah uh, absolutely it's this is a I don't know this is a topic I'm not you know that I don't feel that passionately about but I you know I definitely do not think he he doesn't deserve one he absolutely does does if someone deserves one he deserves one so um yeah I, I you know I'm all for it I don't I don't get why people are. What what what's your issue, people? Ninety-two people that signed it. What what's your problem? I'll tell you what uh, it is. He's black. Yeah, that's their yeah. problem with him. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. I, I, the, my, my only, uh This isn't a side note. It's not a a, a slight on Hamilton, but Murray Walker deserves one as well. Gonna
0: oh up. God, yeah. Murray Walker deserves all the all the wonderful things that life could ever give. That man is so a saint.
2: If you... Give what if you can give them to like you know both do like same day, Hamilton and Murray can walk up. Hamilton can run you know up the aisle or whatever whatever it is to to Queenie, and Murray can commentate on it.
0: Oh, I love that. I will cry if that happens. <laughs> I will cry. <laughs> and let's go.
2: Yeah. So um yeah you know all of you stop complaining. Whoever's complaining, stop being stop being racist. Stop complaining. Give them a knighthood and and Murray.
0: Love that. And the queen leads. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that needs to happen. It, well, she's
0: she's a brilliant lady. So you know, get her on the front of the grid.
1: Queen Let's Herbert, make it happen. <laughs> queen, that's a disturbing <laughs> thought if I've <I'd> ever.
0: Thought
1: <laughs> <of me. laughs> queen Herbert,
0: my good lord,
1: <laughs> we are in trouble. Anyway, um, I have to Is be perfectly crazy? honest. I don't really care about the honor system at all. Um, I, if I had to say, it wouldn't exist, but. I understand. Loads of people think differently, um, and honestly, if I did, if it did have to exist in my made-up world where I have any sort of influence or power, uh, sporting achievements wouldn't really be considered anyway. But let's just consider this in the context of who is receiving these kind of awards and and where Lewis Hamilton stacks up. Um, I agree with your point, Sam. That I would rather that, that if if sporting achievements were going to be uh, used for for a basis for an OBE, MBE. Um, I would rather it happen after their career is over, but there has been a precedent set by the likes of um, by the likes of Andy Murray, who, who's got something, you know, Mo Farah. These guys have got knighthoods before before they've retired from their sport. So, in that sense, I don't see any reason why he shouldn't get one either. Um, yeah, his his achievements do speak for themselves. I know that there are plenty of people who disagree that he should not be getting this knighthood um for those who say because he's got all of his achievements because of the car i don't have any time for you go home but for those who and and there are those who say as well um you know the tax debate comes up a lot of the time as we know that lewis hamilton lives in monaco he does have a he, he does have a uh, and a an a party. he has a place in britain but he lives in monaco um Something that, when when this is brought up, that he shouldn't get a knighthood because of tax reasons. They generally forget to include the point that Lewis Hamilton is amongst the top 5,000 tax taxpayer, taxpayers in the UK. Um, and conveniently, they also forget... A lot of other people who have been knighted, such as Richard Branson, who I am sure doesn't pay a right lot in tax. Um, The late Sean Connery perhaps should be included in that list as well. Oh, and have you ever heard of someone called Philip Green? Um, He is a sir. Um, and I think his record pretty much speaks for itself in terms of tax avoidance. So um, if you're going to go down the tax route, honestly, I think there are bigger fish to fry um, than Lewis Hamilton. So um, yeah, it, in the context of who uh, his achievements have been brilliant. And I agree with what you said, Sam, in terms of his, uh, I don't want to say extracurricular activities, but his his non-driving achievements um, that he has had particularly over the last 12 months, but it's been a progression over the last few years. So Um, He is definitely, I'm proud that he is um, in Formula One and that he represents the sport. There is definitely a certain amount of pride that goes along with that. And for good reason. Uh, He does, in the context of everyone else who gets awards, I think he's more than deserving uh, of Sir Lewis Hamilton.
0: So when late-breaking get called up to receive knighthoods, me and Harry will take one. Ben, you can wait outside, and we'll just bring Sebastian Vettel or someone in with us because he definitely deserves one as well. So you look a bit like each other if you stand about 100 metres away. So I reckon the Queen will fall for it.
1: I mean, if I'm in line for that at any point, goodness me, my life's had an upturn. But other than that, I would get Eddie Jordan to do it. So That, if
0: anything, is a much better answer. Yep. You've sold it to me
2: there. Yeah, Sir Eddie would be fantastic. Sir Eddie the goat.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can't say I'm too surprised that that segment managed to end up with Eddie Jordan being the goat and also being knighted. But yeah, not surprised at all. Let's talk about Sebastian Vettel next. Um, So the first podium of the season came about in Turkey. So he finished P3 there. But even with that, he does sit on 33 points compared to his teammate Charles Leclerc on 97. So the result in Turkey means that Ferrari now do have an outside shot, maybe finishing P3 in the constructors, seemingly out of nowhere on that, but definitely still an outside shot. Uh, Harry, do you think that Vettel has let Ferrari down this year at all? I mean...
2: Yes, in some way, it's a difficult one because I, I, I you know, I, I still feel for Seb in the fact that they absolutely shafted him, but he's not been on good form this year. I think he is. He start. I mean, the the podium is obviously a, a nice boost for him, but I get get the impression that he is starting to get to grips with that car, which is a shame because he's only got he's only got three more races in it. Um, but yeah, he's he's had some blunders this year. I forgot actually that he crashed in qualifying in Russia as well. That came up on my on my Facebook the other day. Um, absolutely blank that one. But yeah, he he's had a, He's had a few had a few stinkers in the races this year. Um, you know, uh, a few spins again, which we we we've seen all that means. Um, but yeah, I, I you know, I he's he's kind of been checked out as far as I'm concerned for for the lot of the year and his. He's kind of looking towards twenty one. He he's undoubtedly cost him points, um, you know, and maybe those points could. I don't know the gap. What is the gap to third, Ben? Statman, Ben. Do you know I the don't, gap? Don't actually know. It's it's definitely reduced a lot. It might be
1: about twenty points or so. 25, oh, okay. well, twenty five.
2: Oh, okay. Well, then, points. in which case, you know, we could say if he had been even hadn't hadn't wasted some of those opportunities in races where he's had a spin or an incident um then maybe he would be better but then you know he's had unlucky races too like i'm thinking back to Imola when he was probably on for a solid points haul, when he got done in the done by his own team in the pit stop so it's just been a it's just been a bad year i mean if we're going to answer it truthfully then yeah he has cost some points but then there's you know other factors involved as well um and to be honest that Ferrari doesn't deserve P3 in the championship. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> it does not. It does not. That car does not deserve to be crowned third best of the season because it's just not. Um, yeah, unbelievable how they've how that's happened or, or how it could happen. Um,
0: We're going yeah. to Bahrain twice. It won't happen.
2: Well, if that's the thing, yeah, maybe maybe this is it's an outside shot, and maybe it might be more outside by the time we get to Abu Dhabi. Um, yeah it's uh it, yeah he, he to answer your question but yeah i think he probably ha he definitely has cost some causing some points during the year uh yeah so just to clarify on the p3
1: situation so racing point currently hold it on 154 mclaren are five points behind on 149 renault on 136 and then ferrari a sixth on 130 so 24 set points separating those four teams still leaves a chance that the racing point deduction, 15-point uh, de- deduction, uh, could cost them P3 at the end of the season. But we'll wait to see on that. Uh, so, Sam, what do you think? Do you think that uh, Vettel has cost Ferrari points this year?
0: I mean, we, we need to be realistic. Vettel has not been on his A-game this season. Uh, although the drive that he put out in Turkey was absolutely phenomenal. It was vintage Vettel. We pulled it out of the bag and it was a really great drive. But he hasn't done that throughout the rest of the season. Um, In some areas, he's done the best I think he actually could with the motivation he's got, the negatives in the team that he's dealt with, the fact that he's been almost ousted by Ferrari. Um, And Charles Leclerc is the golden boy now. And don't get me wrong, Charles Leclerc has driven like an absolute god in that Ferrari this season. He's been phenomenally good. But you also need to remember that Charles Leclerc decided to totally rear-end Sebastian Vettel in Austria. And that ruined a point-scoring position for, uh, well, possibility for for those guys, which was not ideal. Um, and, of course, he's had some bad luck along the way as well. Again, as as Harry mentioned, the pit stop situation was not great for him. So I think, yes, they definitely could be closer to the P3 battle. That's obvious, right? If he scores more well points, they move up closer. But I do also think that the gap wouldn't decrease massively. I don't think there'll be, you know, another 40, 50 points ahead. I think at most they'd probably have another 10 to 15 points in it, and they'd be fighting there on the cusp with the likes of the McLaren and Renault guys. But I don't think it's that drastic for a guy that's had a pretty tough year to deal with, emotionally and mentally not there anymore for understandable reasons. I think it's okay. I really don't think it's too bad. It's, it's looked worse than I think it's actually turned out to be.
1: So, I mean, first of all, let me say that when we talk about Sebastian Vettel and whether he's let the team down or how much he's actually cost them, it's important to remember that ferrari should not be should not be detached from any blame ferrari have been awful in the car that they have given their team i mean the, to be more specific the awful power unit that they've given their team ferrari deserve a lot of blame for how this season has gone down you know they have messed up pit stops they do have the strategic know-how of a tin of tomatoes they do <laughs> And and they did screw up the Vettel negotiate, or rather the lack of negotiation with Sebastian Vettel. And when I say that, I don't even mean the decision to ditch Vettel. I think they had a case for that. I still think they've got a case for that now to ditch him, but they completely screwed up the timings of it in the way that they really annoyed him. Look at the way that Haas and Racing Point have done it. Um, and not to say that it's ideal for the driver, and this is a bit unfair on them, but Ultimately, Magnussen and Grosjean throughout the entirety of this season have been fighting to keep their place in the team. They're fully motivated to do so until they made the decision quite late on in the season to change. So, you know, it works well for the team. Again, with Racing Point, Perez has been motivated throughout the year and it's only towards the end of the year that they found out. Ferrari managed to do the most Ferrari thing possible and confirmed that Vettel wasn't going to race for them in 2021 before the season even started. So, you know, of course, Vettel's motivation levels are not going to be as high as you know they would be if, if Vettel knew he had a potential future at the team. Having said all that, and I can go on for years about Ferrari or the Haas B team, as I like to call them, and why they're awful and why they've given their drivers a terrible car this year, but specifically focusing on Sebastian Vettel, because he has undoubtedly cost the team points this year Sebastian Vettel has not had a good year whatsoever and people don't want to hear it because of who he is and also what he's previously achieved in the sport You know, for, for a lot Sebastian Vettel's performances are a blind spot and they want to look around it and they want to tiptoe around the situation when the blunt truth is Vettel has not been on form this year and I get he is a lovely guy. I I love Sebastian Vettel, wonderful driver in the past, and he is a wonderful guy. But that should not mean that he doesn't get any blame. Any blame attached to him, he's got. You know, he's got to take responsibility for the performances. You know, no no expenses are spared when it comes to the likes of Valtteri Bottas uh, and other underperforming drivers on the grid. And with Vettel, it should be equal treatment. It should be exactly the same and people seem to come up with a lot of excuses when it comes to sebastian vettel and why he hasn't been as good this year you know look at look at vettel's pit stops and how he's had a couple of a couple of poor pit stops this year yeah i mean how many points has that cost him like does it add up to 64 which is the difference between him and leclerc i don't think so i mean all of the focus is going on Charles Leclerc is another great one. I mean, show me any evidence that backs this up and is and proves that you know 64 points would be the turnaround in performance. You're not gonna find the evidence, it's not there. And Ferrari's strategies are useless. No argument there whatsoever. But guess what? Charles Leclerc's overcome it. And there's a 33, you know, there's a reason L- Vettel's on 33 and Vettel and Leclerc's on 97. Really interesting stat that I found. So Valtteri Bottas gets a lot of... uh, Let's say he gets a a lot of comments about his performance relative to Lewis Hamilton. This season, Lewis Hamilton has claimed 61% of all of Mercedes' points. 61%. And then Bottas, obviously, the other 39%. Max Verstappen, similarly, he's got 71% of Red Bull's points. So Alex Albon has 29% of Red Bull's total points. Charles Leclerc has 75% of Ferrari's points. Sebastian Vettel has 25. So Sebastian Vettel as a percentage has fewer for his team than Albon and Bottas. And in fact, you can go throughout the whole grid. Sebastian Vettel's percentage contribution to their team points is the lowest on the grid. That includes Danny Cavia, that includes all of the lower teams. Sebastian Vettel comes out 20th out of 20 in that respect. And he's being paid the second most on the grid. I can completely understand why you would be annoyed at his lack of performance. Look at top five finishes. Sebastian Vettel managed to get his first one in Turkey. That was Charles Leclerc's sixth of the season. He's been so overwhelmingly outperformed by Charles Leclerc this season. I don't deny that he's got talent, Sebastian Vettel. Of course, no, you don't win four championships without it. But if we're looking at this season in isolation, Vettel has not been on it. And I think people need to recognise this.
0: I'm just going to counter that argument with the classic. uh, George Russell currently has 0% of Williams' points this season. (laughs) (laughs) Got him. (laughs) All right. Ratioed, I think the pigs say. I mean, Williams uh... (laughs) are...
1: Williams are so bad that both of their drivers have got zero percent, which, you know, is but, impressive. But they also
2: one hundred percent of their team points as well.
1: <laughs> well, well Sebastian Vessel now. <laughs> well picked up. Well well picked up, Sam. Um but for obvious reasons I left the nil-nil out of it on that. But if you if you take that out of it, every other every other partnership up and down the grid sebastian vettel has had the the least contribution to the overall team performance
0: i also do want to talk about the fact that a lot of the lower teams the numbers are so small in points that the percentages can rapidly change quite quickly so haas obviously that is so small that one point either way will jump the percentage by about 20 30 and the same now Alfa romeo so yes he's not done well but i do think the numbers are a little skewed
2: i'd just like to conclude this segment with uh Ben hates Sebastian Vettel.
0: He does. He does. He hates Germans.
2: Yes. He hates knighthoods and he hates Germans. You heard it here first.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that's quite accurate. (laughs) No, actually, I do know. That's not accurate.
0: Right, let's move on. He just hates
2: hates knighthoods. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Anything with the word knight in it, he absolutely hates.
1: This is true. This is true. Little known fact.
0: Refuses to say goodnight to his girlfriend. <laughs> I,
1: li- I just say good. Good bang.
0: Bye. Go to sleep. <laughs> Move on. This is ridiculous.
2: Ridiculous. It's gonna get more ridiculous in a second, I think. Oh,
1: we're not done with the ridiculousness yet, as I'm sure you will all be too aware. We've got a new segment, and it is called Pump the brakes!
0: Pump the brakes!
2: <laughs> <laughs> that went spectacularly well. Uh, I think I should. I, I do. You know what I've got a car crash sound effect, and I did think about getting a tyre screech one, but then I thought I know how this is going to go, and I think a car crash sound effect is more appropriate. So uh... I
0: agree. This podcast is a car crash.
2: We've had this is episode ninety of Car Crash Podcasting, so. That's what they should have actually called
0: us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Keep going crashing. To, <laughs> going to
1: apply for that name change. So yeah, we've got a new segment. Pump the brakes. Each of us is going to give uh, an F one opinion or prediction. Uh, could be current, could be historic, and the other two of us need to give our opinion as to whether they should keep going full steam ahead on that opinion, or whether they should pump the brakes and turn around and try again. So, I'll kick us off. I've got one here. Kimi Raikkonen has been a top 10 driver this season.
0: Uh, oh, that's, that's thrown me a little bit there. I thought you were going to say this decade, and I was going to tell you to walk... Out of the podcast and don't come back. <laughs> um, well, I'm, I'm off the top of my head here, folks, no notes. Hamilton, Verstappen,
2: count, count them out. Yeah, yeah. yeah you've yeah, literally so Hamilton, count
0: them Hamilton out. Gasly, Ricardo, uh, right. Norris, Leclerc, Sainz has done. Oh, yeah, Sainz. He's ahead of Norris in the points. Um, well, yeah. Ooh, uh, I'm like that girl in that gif where she's like, do I hate it? I hate it, but do I? Um... Yeah, I mean he could be up there. He's done all right.
2: P I said Perez.
0: Perez, oh my god, Perez. A stroll to be fair, I actually think is worthy of a top ten call out at the moment. We've got one left. We've got one left.
2: We just wanna get him proven wrong. (laughs) I
0: literally wanna prove him wrong. Ocon, he's got a top ten at the moment. What about Bottas? I mean he's been beating Hamilton in qualifying for half the season.
2: Is that our ten?
0: Yeah, sorry, Ben, you're wrong. Put the brakes oh, man. Break. Get,
2: oh.
0: <laughs> Get gunged! Um, for,
1: for the record in all of that, I've actually got uh yes. I love that. There we go. I love that. For the record I've actually got Raikinen ahead of signs and stroll uh, this year. But interesting. Yeah. Um and I, when I say top ten, I think he literally just gets in the top ten. But yeah, thought that was an interesting one. Sam, what have you got?
0: Alexander Albon will keep his Red Bull seat at the end of this season.
2: Oh, uh, do you know? What? I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with you, Sam.
0: There you go. You I've, I've already beaten Ben. That's all I need. That's... What do you reckon, Ben?
1: Um, I don't think he should, but I think he will. So I'll, I'll go full steam ahead on that one. Yeah, I, I think. They are. I think they'll go with, with Albon and Verstappen in the seat again um, and then promote Sinoda to replace Kvyat. Um I've given my opinion as to what they should do with, with Perez going into the role. But I think your situation is possibly the most likely at the moment, Sam.
0: Uh, just, to, just to clarify, I don't think that Albon should stay. I do think that Perez should get that seat. But I think Horner is almost a little too afraid to admit that he's got it wrong a couple of times. And so, yeah, Albon will carry on next to Verstappen and get another year. And
2: Harry, what have you got? Um, my first one is that Ferrari will not win another championship until two, the two thousand
0: and thirties. I mean, we can't win. I mean, on current form,
2: I completely agree with you. We haven't won any in, in the twenty in the twenty uh, in the teens. teens the teens, yeah.
0: I think, especially with the budget cuts as well, you are on to something 100%. I think they're going to massively struggle. And I reckon there might also be some inter-team issues with Sainz wanting to be considered equal, if not first driver over Leclerc.
1: I don't think Ferrari are winning a championship in the near future. But I will say pump the brakes on that because I think they... They will stand a chance again towards the second half of the decade and I'm not sure, very difficult to predict what's going to happen in you know nearly 10 years time. But I just get the feeling that if there was more of a push towards Formula E from Mercedes and other other big motorsport brands, I feel like for if Formula One does start to decline, obviously, I hope it doesn't. Ferrari would be the last ones to fall almost. <laughs> I feel like they would stay around long enough, spending a ridiculous amount of money
0: uh, until it's in the ground. So, do you think they'd race themselves just so they can go, yeah. we we won the last title, we, we are history in, for, in Formula One. I reckon well, that's a Ferrari we, thing to do. That's that's the literally sort of it large, didn't yeah, we? So.
2: yeah. yeah that, that's, that's exactly. I've, I've got my hand up, which is ridiculous because you can't see me. We, yes, sir. Am I having a stroke? Or did we do bold predictions?
0: Yes, we did do bold we predictions. Do bold Please predictions, do not have a
2: Harry. stroke. I'm having a stroke. Then fine. All right. As you were.
0: <laughs> you said George Russell would score points. Oh Sorry, yes.
2: <laughs> George Russell isn't going to score points. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. how. That's how bold mine is. I forgot. Anyway, carry on. I've
1: got. I've got another one for you. I uh, I'm doing so well on the first one, of course. Lewis Hamilton, his best season in F1 was 2018.
0: Um, I, I think you have every right to argue that. Was that the Singapore qualifying lap? That is the Singapore
1: yes. qualifying lap. It's the year that Bottas did not win a race. It's the year Bottas finished fifth in the championship
0: where Lewis Hamilton had 11 wins that year. I think if Hamilton had a similar season to maybe 2014... Or it wasn't Hamilton in that car. Ferrari would have walked that championship. So I think you have every right to make that argument. I agree with you.
2: Yeah, I have. Yeah, I can't can't pump on the brakes for that one. It's Might uh, have failed.
0: I think the cable snapped.
2: Yeah, broke my has Gone. Um, is, is
0: Grosjean using mine?
2: Yeah, <laughs> I miss Grosjean talking about his brakes. He doesn't do that very often so anymore. does I. he? Um, yeah, no, I look, I can't can't disagree. I mean, I I think there's arguments to say that, that 19 and 20 could be better, but at the same time, 18 I, I agree, totally agree with what Sam said. Um, if it had been well, look, Bottas came fifth, uh, so if it had been anyone else, then you know we could have had a five times uh, world champion in the, in the form of Vettel. So, um, yeah, no, gotta gotta agree with that one. Fair enough. Ivory, really you got any any more you want to share?
0: Uh yeah, go on then. It's not as good as my first one, but I think that Lance Stroll will beat Sebastian Vettel in the first year of Aston Martin next season.
2: Ooh. I I'm gonna I'm gonna pump the brakes. I I don't I'm not saying I'm not I'm, this is not a slight on stroll, but I think Vettel will I think he will beat him. Might be close, but it's a really on difficult one. It's a really difficult one. Um... Stroll's definitely on good form, isn't he?
0: He's, I think Stroll will continue to grow. And I think with the further investment and getting to know the team and development, I think Stroll has almost got it all to lose. Vettel can, can bounce back, but I feel like he might be on the beach.
1: That's a really tough one. It's a really tough one. I will... Uh, I'll say pump the brakes. I'll, I'll no, go, I'm I'll go
0: with, I'll go with Vettel. <laughs> No! I can't move! There's a microphone I need to stay around! Oh! There it is.
2: Oh, there it is. Oh, I've just a clean turtle it. Oh, uh, that's a nightmare. I, Ainsley I, Harriet I, used to do that. Ainsley Harriet? He did Ready Steady Cook.
0: Oh, who did the Gung <laughs> I, mean,
2: I mean, lots <laughs> of Jin Harriet. The yeah.
0: Was it Lenny Henry? <laughs> I,
2: I did. I, I had Ooh. a. Uh, I had a, yeah. uh, Sam, whilst you Google it, I, I had a historic one, which on, uh, yeah. is uh, sh- if Schumacher, sh- as in Michael, not Ralph or Mick, um, Schumacher went to Ferrari but didn't uh, drag over Ross Braun um, and other people from Benetton, he would not have won a single more championship. Jim
0: Dave Benson and Phillips. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. Sorry, I didn't listen to a word that you said. Ben, you might have to go first. Yeah, that's fine. So Harry
1: made the point that Schumacher would not have won a third or fourth or uh, fifth championship, up to seven championships. He would have only had the two at Benetton if he didn't carry over Ross Braun and other key members of the team. Um, I am going to tell you to... Pump the brakes. <laughs> Michael, I mean, there was no other consistent good team in the early noughties. Williams, McLaren dipped in and out. BAR, Honda even were probably the second best team in 2004. I don't think anyone would have reassumed where Ferrari were in terms of dominance. And even if he was losing a few of those championships, which I think could well have happened if the likes of Braun weren't there. I still would have backed him to win at least one of those, if not a couple.
0: So the question is he he would w- always go from two plus. So I'm, I would argue that you're right in the fact he would never get anywhere near seven, but I agree. I think he would definitely have at least picked up one or two. Um, I feel like McLaren in those late nineties, early noughties, maybe could have picked up a couple more if Ross Braun hadn't stepped in and developed the team right from the beginning. Um, and we've seen what the impact is, right, with Ross Brawn. The way that that Brawn car, like the team that he's got, the man, turned it around against the button and they played the system and it worked brilliantly for them. And I think the same thing happened at Ferrari. A team of brilliant minds came together with a fantastic talent that is Michael Schumacher. And that gave him that absolute glory. But I do think that if he didn't carry those brilliant minds to, with him to Ferrari, that um, he might have maxed out at maybe four or five.
2: as I mean I'm getting gunged? Yeah. Uh, you are, sir. I Sam, I can't believe. Ben, Phillips. Yeah, I'm going to clip that and just that's the that's the movie for the problem. <laughs> Sam.
0: <laughs>
2: Sam, shouting. Dave Benson Phillips.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what a man!
2: Wow. Well,
0: oh, all three
1: mind. of us ended up getting gunged on the debut of Pump the Brakes. Um, Harry, if you wouldn't mind just playing the outro.
0: Pump the brakes. we sound like the start of a bad tv cop drama
1: we sometimes it feels like we are to be honest inspector pump and inspector
2: breaks
1: (laughs) be very interested to know um what you think out there about the statements that we gave and do you think we were unfairly gunged or maybe we got away with one where we should have been gunged because there were some interesting points raised in there, but until the next podcast, which of course will be the review um, of the Bahrain Grand Prix. Sam, if you wouldn't mind getting us out of here.
0: If you guys love Pump the brakes so much, I'd be willing to do a real live version where one of us actually gets gunged. That could be quite fun. Uh, let us know what you think about that over on Twitter, of course. Or join us on YouTube. Get into the comments. Shout at us. Tell us what you think. It would be great to hear from you. I hope you enjoyed the Bahrain Grand Prix. hope it is absolutely mental. And come back again. For the review of the race, we'll be back, of course, next week with YouTube videos. Spurs in between. In the meantime, I've been Sam I've
2: been Ben Hawking. and I've been Dave Benson Phillips. <laughs> and remember, keep breaking life. Sports, social, podcast network.